looks like we are going. All right, we are live. Welcome to another Fight Side interview. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing today or tonight, depending on which side of the world you're on. Uh, it's uh, Aaron, the model Phillips, uh, joining me tonight. First of all, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, before we begin, I'm make sure. I'm gonna have to correct you on that on that intro. Uh, my fights in the UFC back in in 2014, I was I was Aaron the model Phillips. Oh. Uh, since then, I, I married, got a couple kids, you know, uh, got Ooh. got a family and everything, and uh, and uh, so you know maybe I got a couple, you know, one or two gray hairs, a little older, hopefully a little bit wiser. So I think it is time to put the model uh, nickname somewhat, just let it ride off into, into that good night. You know, it, 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 it was fun while it lasted and uh, it does have a genuine meaning. Uh, Coach Tim uh, gave me the, the, the model nickname and he also gave uh, Dustin the Diamond uh, Poirier nickname. So it does have a, a genuine meaning. I was teaching kids classes uh, back uh, with them. And he said I was a I was a role model and I was uh, the least ugly guy in the gym, um, so that that's that's that story. But uh, but it is a little bit of a long story to explain to you know a lot of people when they see the headlines. You know, Aaron the model, it it kind of rubs them, you know, a little bit of a of a of a, of a different way. You know, than uh than I'm then I'm, uh, I don't feel like going into the whole story uh, for every, you know, every time. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and let it, uh, let it ride out, you know, and we'll come up with something else. I, I think you should just go with Aaron, the former model. <laughs> Make yeah. it the former model, Phillips. Don't explain it to anybody. Just go, that, that's just it now. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so before we jump into the actual interview because I, I actually uh, I actually do a, I, this is actually an interview I am really really intrigued to have because I'm curious about a lot of things so uh, I would definitely looking forward to this one so before we do that first of all thank you to Stephen Wright for you know setting this up uh, love Stephen uh, if you have time by the way if you're bored you should go check out the interview we did with him because man I can't wait to have him back on when he has some free time I just want to watch some fights with him and let him yeah. Oh. What's that? YouTube? Uh, yeah, I'll send you a link afterwards. Um, sure. Before we begin, make sure you go check out thefightsite.com. Incredible articles, analysis, the, and some really thoughtful pieces on a lot of different things. Uh, highly recommend you check it out. The writers and staff members really are that, that good. Uh, make sure that you check out the Patreon. It really does help us a lot when you give that extra support if you can. Uh, access to the Discord channel. Um, Tons of extra content. You get to ask uh, questions for the podcast and all that stuff. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Tons of interviews. And that's where all the podcasts are at as well. Uh, breakdowns. Um, I highly recommend you check out the breakdown of Alexander Volkanovsky's fight with Max Holloway uh, by Felipe. Uh, really go check that out. It's excellent. Uh, also check out uh, the former, the uh, George Masvidal uh Breakdown by Ryan Wagner and also by Felipe as well. Um, check us out on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Really does help us when you leave a five-star rating or review. Also, check out hyperbrettandfly.com. It's at the bottom of the fight site, or you can check out any link that we post on Twitter. Really does help us. They're a uh, BJJ, gi and no gi brand, but they also have a lifestyle stuff like sweatshirts, t-shirts, and all that stuff. Make sure you go check them out. They're really great. And uh, check out the fight site uh, shop. Uh, which we just launched. Uh, check out some fight site merchandise. Really does help us even more directly. 
And with that, Aaron, uh, talk about your journey and how you got into MMA because uh, I always want to know how everyone got into this sport, this wild world that we call mixed martial arts. What's your story? What's your journey? Yeah, so for me, when I was uh, seven, my mom and dad uh, saw this ad for a summer program for, uh, you know, Taekwondo, karate. And uh, so I did six weeks for $69 uh, summer program in Taekwondo. And, uh, you know, I just progressed up the, up the ranks. Did that um, all the way until uh, high school. When I was in high school, I added in uh, high school wrestling um, here at Lafayette High. Uh, uh, my coach, uh, Glenn Bernard, is actually best friends with Daniel Cormier. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we all have that kind of Lafayette connection. Um, and uh, after that, I was 18, uh, about to turn 18 when I graduated high school. And I watched Forrest Griffin and uh, Stephen Bonner fight when I was 16. And I said, man, that's what I want to do. So that's I was awesome. 18. And, they, you know, MMA gyms were a little bit more um, not as organized back in the day, not as formal, you know. And uh, so we, I just I, I got into a MMA fight uh, two weeks after my 18th birthday. So, uh, so I'm 30 now. I'm about to be 31 here in a few weeks. So, so yeah, we're going on uh, 13 years of uh, actual fight experience and then, uh, you know, wrestling matches and, and uh, you know, karate matches, taekwondo matches, stuff like that, you know, since I was a mm -hmm. kid. So I've just been in it. Actually, when I was 16, I told my mom I didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to uh, open up a martial arts school. And uh, she, she told me that, I was definitely going to college, and uh, so I did. I went twice, and I got a, um, I got a undergrad as well as a master's degree. And 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 yet here, here I am still opening up a martial arts school and uh, and and fighting and punching and kicking for a living. So uh, shout out to mom. I was talking to her earlier on Zoom. So it's all good. Well, at least you went and got it too. That's 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 important too because you did yeah. you know in addition to making her happy. You got the brain and you got the brawn and, uh, you know, the former model. Uh, so I want to talk about your, your, your actual journey in, in, in MMA really quickly because this is not the first time you'd be fighting in the UFC. Um, some people might remember that it was, you know, it was already half a decade ago. You were just 25 uh, and you did fight in the UFC a few times. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the most ideal situation. You did lose the first two fights. And... What I wanted to kind of like, this is where I really wanted to talk about it because you took a, a really long, there was a really long break between your fight with Chris Gutierrez and your next fight with Andy. And, you know, watching the, the fights with uh, Matt and with Sam and, you know, it's, it, it's, I think the way that we can, you know, describe how those fights went where you, you know, I was watching just right now recently the Matt Hobart fight, like right before we were talking, uh, you know, you were winning on the feet, obviously. And you were just getting taken down and, and all that stuff. And uh, we'll get to your, your adjustments in recent fights. But uh, that break between the Gutierrez fight and the next fight with Andy Prosser, what was the, was that, how much of that was just, tell me your mentality after the Gutierrez fight and then that journey back to the cage three years later. Yeah, so the break after the, the Gutierrez fight was not a voluntary break. Right. I know uh, you were injured. I I, uh, I mean, he, I don't, you know, you know, Chris Gutierrez, we were, him and I were talking earlier, actually on Facebook, he's, he's, <laughs> he told me congrats on making it. And, and I told him congrats on his record and like, we're all good. We keep in touch. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So I think he he just got the like one of the UFC records for a uh, leg kick, you oh, know, yeah. knockouts, you know. That was awesome. So yeah, when he was freaking when he's been jacking people up with leg kicks in the UFC, I was like, yeah, no doubt. I was I was freaking right there like, you know, 5 years ago like so I was when I lost uh, to Hobar and I got released from the UFC, I, in my mind I was like, all right, like here's the plan. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hit up three dudes with a three piece and a soda. And and I'm gonna get right back in the UFC this time next year. I'll be I'll be knocking on the door. So I so we fought a tough fight uh, against Chris Gutierrez, uh, and he he normally comes out orthodox. I'm southpaw. He stepped out into southpaw stance and threw one leg kick. Boom! And you know how calf kicks are becoming so popular mm-hmm. now, where well, they weren't six years ago, right? And uh, so it just freaking hit me in the calf, and it broke my fibula the very first kick he threw. So, uh, so that wasn't a great start to the fight. And then we went 15 minutes uh, from there. So after that, I went to the ER for uh, what was uh, what, what was what was potentially compartment syndrome, and and they told me that I may never play like football with my children or or anything again if we have to have uh you know surgery and all that kind of stuff so it it got it escalated very quickly and it got very serious and uh but all my family was there my wife's family was there praying over us and um and at the very last ditch literally the last moment that we could possibly make a decision the doctor oh no fillet open your leg okay and and Car, you know, carve, uh, drain the blood, and then uh, you know, put some hamstring or uh, or glute, gluteus uh, flesh, you know, over it. And he's like, you know, you probably like, you know, he, not you're not gonna fight again. It's, it, it, once we do that, so it was like, whoo wee, you know, it was like, but 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 the alternative was losing losing the whole leg altogether, you know, it, it, because you lose the, the the nerve endings, right? Right. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And anyway, we, at the last time he came in, he, he touched it. And, and, uh, I don't know if I wanted to feel like it was sensitive or, uh, or, or was really was, but I told him, I said, Hey, I think I feel your, your finger on the top of my, on the bottom of my foot. And so we elected not to have the surgery and, uh, which was the right decision credit to, uh, to my doctor. Um, <laughs> and he, and eventually it went down. Now it did take about two years for me to get like where somebody was, if I was to touch my own calf, like it wouldn't send a, a nerve fire down my leg. Right. So, so I was able to train and do some, do some, you know, bag work and do some jujitsu. But if something like, if somebody kicked me in the leg for up to two years, it was, uh, it would like, you know, numb my whole leg. Mm-hmm. So that's why it took me, it was like three years, something like that, between the Gutierrez fight and the, and the, uh, Brossett, uh, I think his name was. That right. Andy, Andy Brossett fight, yeah, yeah, that's right. So but mainly, I mean, I'd always wanted to fight again, but it just, it, it just wasn't, you know, healing up as, as well as I thought it was going to, so, yeah. Are there, are there any lingering issues with it, or you're, you're completely? No, it's all, no, it's all awesome. good, yeah. Well, so. I wanted to kind of uh, use that as a jumping off point because we're watching your recent fights, there's a distinct difference between how you handle uh, being taken down in the first place, let alone your, your takedown defense, obviously you have worked on and it is clearly improved. Um, but also just the way you kind of 
handle people on the bottom. And I, I love as a jujitsu guy uh, and a guy who trains at Marcelo's. I'm watching you use those butterfly hooks. And I've I'm been just, to Mar sorry, I've been to Marcelo's a couple of years ago. I was there for about a week. Ooh, I must. I may have missed that, depending on when it was, because I was out okay. for a little while, unfortunately. Okay. Um, gotcha. Uh, hopefully, whenever things clear up and Marcelo is back open, somewhat normalcy returns. Hopefully, we'll 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 catch a roll there. Um, yeah, let's get. Uh, but I yeah, I want to talk about your your mentality from the bottom game because it seems to have changed a little bit. Um, you were definitely going for a lot of submissions with uh, during the Hobart fight. I was watching you throw up a lot of submissions. You were trying to get up also and throwing those up kicks, but he was able to kind of shuck your legs to the side. And in more, more recent fights, you really you're 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 elevating. Uh, your opponents a lot more and better. You're offsetting them. You're off balancing them. And when you get on top, it's also brutal. Your top control is another conversation I want to have too. But uh, was there a shift in mentality when we were taking those losses and, and trying to grow from them, uh, just getting better in general? Or was it like a specific focus on certain things? Yeah, it was it – Honestly, I'm just better. I'm just way better. Right. Like my jiu-jitsu. I mean, I, I, I did receive my black belt in jiu-jitsu from uh, Professor Tim Crater um, a year and a half, something like that ago. Congrats. Um, but, but thank you. But I, you know, I did continually do a lot of traveling, uh, like to, to Marcelo's, to uh, Henzo's. Um, I, I went I went to uh, – my wife and I went to Los Angeles for our five-year anniversary, and uh, I, I – well, I went a couple of days early and went trained at uh, Art of Jiu-Jitsu and uh, a few places out there, you know. So uh, we've been to Thailand a few times. So I've been to uh, AKA. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I've been to Tiger. Um, so, like, I have just invested in um, – I've just invested in my Jiu-Jitsu uh, – from from you know the guys that you see at the at the peak at the pinnacle at the highest level too, um, and which 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 isn't which isn't like everything because I don't train with them on a daily basis right, right. but it, it just opened up doors for me to like oh, okay this this is a, this is a new style, mm -hmm. and that's what's been fun is being like oh yeah like there's there's other there's there's style like like you said the, the butterfly guard mm -hmm. it works for me you know. It works for me to sweep. It works for me to set up submissions. It works for me to go to leg locks. It works for me to, uh, if the if the sweep fails, I go for the guillotine. I use a guillotine to sweep. If that fails, then he's he he posted and I stand up with it. So, yeah, like uh, I'm just you know, I'm not like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna continue to get better. But my jujitsu then was more uh, like I was a really good athlete. Um, and, and I, and if somebody took me down, I was going to throw some upkeep up kicks and, and I could land like triangles on like white and blue belts and the occasional, uh, you know, purple belt. And now it's like, okay, I got, I got my moves. I know that, I know that here's these moves that, that I can hit on, on some world-class guys, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, uh, and some sweeps that I can, I can count on to get me out of a bad spot. Or if I get to a guy's back. It's gonna be a. It's, we're gonna camp out right here for a little bit. I like. I, I got. I fell off of Sam Cecilia's back. I won the first round against Sam right. Cecilia, right? And uh, and then I, I fell off his. And, and so I need him, and he fell off his feet, and then he shot in on me, and like I didn't even move because I, I just, you know, I was so used to everybody just dying right then and and not getting back up, you know. So like I fell, you know, I fell on the ground and like I just, you know, wallowed there for the the last minute of the round. 
But in round two, like, I got on top and I took his back and I just fell off his back. Like, there's there's no excuse for that, you know? Right. Just just looseness, just not being not being uh, as experienced, you know, not having the, the hours that I should have. And, uh, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm tightening up that game. So, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, your, your, your pre, I guess, now we've, we've covered the, the, your improvements, I guess, and your, like you said, you've now got these moves that you use to get up, to get on top. Uh, before we even get there, you also have, it seems, really worked on counters to these wrestling attacks to begin with. And uh, one of the, one, one thing I really want to talk about is that switch that you hit on, um, I think his name was, it was on... Um, Franca. Right. Uh, that was your most recent fight, and you won by this device, uh, second round KO, TKO. I'm not sure what their criteria is in listing it yeah. as one or the other, but it was, A, really nice, but you... It kind of is a question I have in general, but you're super, super aggressive in general, and you're constantly doing damage in basically any position, whether it's necessarily the most advantageous or not. And in that position, you hit that switch, and he was actually you. Uh, was it something you did that pinned him further? I wasn't able to really tell. Wrestling isn't my forte, so I'm curious if you can maybe, if you remember, you could walk us through that position because it was a really nice switch, and you had him really stuck there, and we're just pounding with those elbows and then you were able to finish them from top control yeah yeah uh yeah the position itself i think he put himself there a little bit his his hips were high and his head was low so i'm just kind of flexible and i reach over and, and cut my hand in his hip and uh when we went there he, he, he had a decent base and he he just kind of fell to his hip and didn't go all the way over and i just kind of looked down and was like all right i can elbow right here so here we go boom and i just threw like 10 of those uh, and then, and then I, and then I finished the rest of the switch straight to knee on belly, right. which, which put him in a, a tough spot. So, uh, and then I, you know, so I, I think it was like 10 elbows and then like 27 punches or something, uh, from that knee on belly kind of position. And then he, you know, he flattened out and stuff. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I teach that. I, I literally teach that, that drill now, um, to my guys. So, Yeah. Uh, so on the feet itself, uh, you, you know, you definitely prefer to come forward. It seems, uh, definitely like to pressure your opponents back towards the cage. Uh, but what, when I'm watching you on the feet, you, you know, you definitely remind me of, uh, 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 in terms of the, the attacks you tend to utilize, you do that switch between the, the left straight and the, the, those kicks, I guess, a la Krokop, who, you know, made it famous, obviously in MMA. Uh, you know, how did you gravitate towards that style? Is it just something you like? Because you really do have a nice jab as well when you're popping people the jab, but you really do like the switch-ups between the straight right, uh, sorry, straight left to the head and body, the body and head kicks. Uh, you know, what made you gravitate towards that in general? Was it a specific choice? Um, tell us about it. Yeah, probably because my left leg is so strong. Mm -hmm. uh in thailand i got this trainer pot bun pot uh mm -hmm. that i met at cindy and uh, he's got his own gym now uh phuket king um in, in uh, phuket king muay thai in, in thailand and that was just something that i started doing on my first trip to thailand 10 years ago was just was just putting it just putting deposits in the bank with this left leg round kick to the body and uh we would set up everything that the, the cross plus the kick the kick plus the cross 
everything was built around that. Now, that being said, that's my, that's my left leg, kind of like Crow Cop would say, you know, like something, something cemetery. Right leg hospital, left leg cemetery, yeah. yeah. Like, like, dude, I, I can put anybody down with my left leg. Uh, but at this point, I think they all know that too. Right. So it's not like they want to stand there and get kicked by my left leg, you know? So, uh, so no, I, I, I have, uh, I have adapted to, like, like you said, I do have a quick jab that I need to utilize more. Um, I do have some footwork that I need to Im, Im, implore more, like against a guy like Jack Shore, who's good in straight lines, but maybe we work to the side and, and we get around or we get underneath uh, and we just, we don't, we, we don't act predictable straight forwards and straight backwards. Like some of his opponents mm -hmm. have been. So, uh, so no, it is a constant um, evolution. I have uh, since, since my comeback, I have started training with a, uh, a, a boxing coach. Uh, we, we've got about three years invested now. Um, and, 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 and where I used to be so kick heavy and like you said, left hand, left kick and, and not really, uh, jabbing and stuff like that. And so, so yeah, the goal is to hit and not get hit. Uh, but also to use, to use my jab, to move my feet, to move my head, uh, yeah. and then to crack them with the left hand and the left kick. Uh, Speaking of uh, cracking people, it, it's one thing that I, that I noticed is you you seem to be a pretty uh, you it's it's an issue I think in MMA in the meta game is that body shots in particular, uh, specifically body punches aren't really utilized enough I would say and I think most people would agree uh, from an analytical perspective and you do you you definitely invest in those body shots and when guys are covering up you're not trying to just find that little hole you're you're throwing really hard punches to the body. And uh, that was uh, something I really, really liked to see. Was, is that something that you just consciously gravitate, uh, use, like you work that specifically, or is that a recent acquisition in skills, or is that you just see it and you take it type? That is, that is an investment that we have made uh, with my, my, uh, my boxing coach and mm -hmm. I. Um, so I was never a body hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I say I was with kicks, right. you know, I was with kicks. My left leg always finds, uh, as a southpaw, my left leg always finds either the diaphragm or the liver on my opponent, just depending on the distance. And so, uh, so I know I can hurt them to the body. Even if I can just touch them to the body with the kick, it's like, okay, like I got that one off. Maybe I'll get another one off before they, before they don't let me get that. But, but, but I can start hitting them in the body with these punches too. So, uh, so that has been something that, that uh, me and Mr. Tony Thibodeau have, uh, have invested in, uh, you know, dime after dime, uh, weekend after weekend, early mornings um, over the last, um, you know, almost three years now. So uh, it, it has taken me a while to get comfortable with it, but, but it is going to pay dividends. I know it. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of your opponent, Jack Shore, uh, you know, looking at him and his fights and his record, obviously, he wants to get it to the ground. He's going to want to probably take your back. I think half of his finishes are by rear naked choke uh, alone. So, uh, you know, you obviously don't share, you don't need to share your game plan or anything like that. But I'm very curious, uh, you know, certain things that you see that you 
that if you are comfortable sharing uh, things that you know you can take advantage of or things that you and your coaches have spotted that seem to be a good fit for your style. Um, watching his recent fight, his most recent fight with Hernandez, uh, you know, there was definitely, he's definitely less comfortable on the feet. So I'm definitely curious about holes that you might have seen that you think you could take advantage of to prevent those shots. Because um, he seems to really rely on those reactive shots in the middle of the cage when his opponents are coming forward. So I'm curious what your thoughts there, if you feel comfortable sharing it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, just like he probably doesn't want to be underneath me, oh uh, I don't want to be underneath him. You know, that's like he's uh, – I see, you know, I see he's a back taker. Uh, and, and you know, stats don't lie. So it's all, it's all good. Much respect uh, on that end. He probably wouldn't enjoy it if I took his back either. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to stay out of that situation. And uh, namely, uh, namely, I'm not – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not move linearly, uh, but, but uh, you know, cut angles – and uh, and then I'm gonna crack them. I'm gonna hit them with the left leg, and I'm gonna hit them with the left hand, uh, but not one time. I feel like some of his opponents have. Uh, I feel like he kind of pot shots a little bit, or like mm -hmm. like one, and then you know just just one punch at a time. Um, so you know he's 25 and he's young and he's used to being the, the boss, you know. So so maybe we hit him a few times, and and we go into the firefight, uh, but. I do understand that he is he is looking to – there's some fights where he'll just throw something up and then shoot quickly. Um, but we've seen his open space takedown ability to be not as strong. Um, so, so he's going to want to pressure me to the cage and whatnot. And so I'm going to want to keep it, keep it in the center of the cage, mm -hmm. uh, crack him, put him on his heels, uh, but not get overreaching to where he, you know, gets underneath my punches and takes me down, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, or, or, or he can come on in and take a shot and, uh, and, and catch a knee on the way in, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I'm actually curious about um, your clinch itself because uh, you, you really clearly, you know, you go into Thailand and you're working on that stuff. You, you have some really vicious elbows from the clinch too. So uh, I'm just curious, like, where he picked up these pieces because you, you don't see – you see a lot of things differently fighters do really well, but you seem to be pulling a lot of pieces together and also using them correctly and very well, at least in, in specifically in your recent run. Um, talk to me about the, is that really just coming from your, your time in Thailand as well? Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, I made my first trip over there when I was, I hadn't knocked anybody out until, until I went to Thailand. Uh, okay. I made my first trip over there when I was 20. I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just bought a flight, ended up over there, didn't even make reservations. I just showed up and then figured it out. Uh, but, 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 yeah, I mean, I've been to all kinds of different gyms out there. I, again, my trainer, Pot, out there is like – he fought, uh, fought Borkow. Um, mm -hmm. I trained with uh, Sanchai uh, at Sinbi uh, for a little while. He was uh, – he was there training with Pot. That was one of my early experience. I got a picture of uh, Sanchai in my corner uh, in one of my Muay Thai fights. That's awesome. You know, uh, I didn't even know who Sanchai was at the time. Yeah, but now, I mean, I'll come to my nice, but he's the greatest of all time in the Muay Thai world, you know, so I need to print that picture. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a culmination of different uh, – I've, I've long had the Taekwondo, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I've long had that pedigree. 
my Muay Thai pedigree has has uh, I've been probably six or seven different trips um, to Thailand. Uh, but without getting like I tr- I take what I take with the clinch and with the elbows, but 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 it is very like very still, right? N- not many angles uh, in in traditional Muay Thai. Um, very very back leg heavy, you know, so you can throw teeps. So I had to adjust that game uh, to something that would work for wrestlers. So I wasn't as predictable in one spot. So therefore, here we go. We, we start boxing. You know, um, I, I, I did like six amateur boxing matches when I was uh, younger. Um, and, and now, you know, again, I've got a, I've got a, a strong boxing coach and, um, and Mr. Tony. And, uh, and we, we've been going to work on that. So, yeah, just a culmination. My, my jiu-jitsu has, has, has a good pedigree from uh, Coach Tim. Um, but I have uh, I have uh, uh, continued to, to, to seek out um, a lot of great, you know, just a lot of great, uh, you know, black belts and friends and, and uh, my buddy Danger, you know, obviously fights in the UFC and and uh, we, we cross train on occasion and and uh, yeah, so it's just just a just a amalgamation of, of knowledge, I guess, and that's just what comes from being thirty, you know. Like, uh, and, that, and that, that's why I feel like that's one of my strengths to draw against um, Jack Shore. I, I, I look forward to joining you in the 30 Club in the next couple of years. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll gain that wisdom in the next two years. I got two kids in my also, so <laughs> I, I, need, I need it quickly. Good for you. How old? Uh, my, my son is two. He turned two in April. My daughter is turning six months in eight days. Hey, uh, sorry, seven days. Wow, good for you. I, I'm only, uh, dude, I'm just a couple years past you in life, man. Like, I've got a four-year-old uh, son, and I've got a, um, uh, just about a two-year-old uh, daughter. She turns, uh, she'll be two in September, so yeah. Happy early birthday, first of all. That's awesome. Um, and we've both been married about a similar amount of time, it seems like. I'm almost... October is five years for me, so. Okay. I'm, I'm, I think uh, I'm about to make six. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, happy anniversary early. Happy anniversary then, too. Um, so, say this. You do end up – it does get better. It does get it better. It does get give better? It, give it another uh, – give it another – like, it only started smoothing out a little bit for me about the last six months, okay? So, <laughs> so you still got a you still got a solid year on you of uh, no sleep, okay? So, oh, but I after – <laughs> After that, I I, uh, I I think you'll I pray you will uh, you will come out on the other side. A couple uh, gray hairs later, it'll uh, cost you some gray, but you'll make it. That's if I still have it after you know, <laughs> next year. Um, yeah. No, my son's uh, he he's speaking, but not well enough that he actually understands like what's going on. Like I can't tell him no because x y and z it's just i have to just tell him no and try and explain it but he doesn't really understand it so uh he's too early to potty train and too old to be able to be told to keep his diaper on so we're really having that's we're just waiting till he's old enough it's a fun times times. oh yeah uh we we have a camera in his room and it's uh (laughs) it's necessary for everything um your actual, uh, speaking of your actual time, now you're back in your, your, you're back in the UFC. Uh, first of all, how much notice did they give you before this fight? Is my first question, because uh, I know it's been a little helter skelter with everything. So, 
Yeah. So, so Monday, last Monday, I was in verbal agreements uh, with Titan to fight for their Bantamweight belt. Okay. Uh, I was expecting a contract any day now, uh, anytime that week. Friday, um, woke up Friday. Uh, my manager, uh, Brian Butler, uh, my manager, Brian Butler, gave me a call and asked me, hey, you know, can you make weight? Uh, what's your weight at? Or, you know, because uh, cause, uh, cause obviously, uh, you know, Khabib's father had passed away. And so the whole Nurmagomedov clan was, um, was, was, you know, mourning that and taking care of that. And so Umar was, uh, was going to be off the card and uh, Nathaniel Wood would need a replacement, replacement opponent. Uh, and about an hour after that, uh, we found out that Jack Shore's opponent um, got, uh, you know, tested positive for COVID. Right. So between the two of them, by like 10 a.m., it was like, hey, uh, you know, are, are you good to go? I'm going to put your name in and uh, we'll see what comes back. And then, um, and then that just kind of built momentum all throughout the day. I didn't know who it was going to be uh, or if it was going to be, you know, somebody different or whatever. And, uh, uh, and then, like, 5.30 Friday night, they, uh, Brian called me and said, we, we got the call, man. We're, we're in, and uh, it's going to be Jack Shore. And I said, uh, 100%, let's go. He said, how soon can you can you be packed and on a flight? I said, let's go. Uh, you know, my wife will pack pack a bag before I get home. Um, they, they did give me a full uh, – they gave me Saturday to, you know, I was able to, to close up some things with the family and the business and things like that. And uh, I flew out at 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Uh, which which was it was a lot of paperwork to go through and medicals and and uh, they wanted me to do a COVID test in Lafayette but uh but it takes three to five they wanted to swab you know so it takes it takes a while to come back you know if you for the lab so uh, so they just said you know what like come to Vegas we're gonna test you right away uh, we're gonna do your your CT scans and your you know all, all this all the medicals so so basically Friday and Saturday was just full of paperwork getting itineraries, getting my cornermen. Uh, Danger was, was supposed to come with me, but last minute he wasn't able to. Um, so uh, so obviously I've got my accountant uh, here with me in, uh, in the corner. Uh, and then one of my great buddies, um, Abe Williams, who's been training with me for, uh, you know, uh, over, over 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the trend, so it's, you're basically, it, it sounds like the story of, unfortunately, a lot of uh, fighters at the moment. So, uh, hopefully, you know, it, it, you know, your everything's okay with you, and uh, in terms of like being physically ready. So that's my next question: How do you feel physically compared to how you normally felt with a, you know, a regular scheduled fight camp? Yeah, yeah. Some people have been saying like, "Hey, man, you know, you you taking it on short notice," and uh, so it's like it's like a it's a no lose situation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all the pressures on him. And, uh, and that's, that's fine if, if, uh, if, if he feels pressure, um, sure, you know. But, uh, you know, when I lost six years ago, I told my – I lost out of the UFC. I told my wife, like, I can get back there, and I, I'm supposed to be there. I can beat these guys. And uh, she believed in me. Um, so, did, uh, so did, you know, my accountant. He's also my business partner. Um, he believed in me and said, if you want to open up a gym and, and – uh, and, and you know, go all in on this, then then I, then let's do it. So that's what we did. Uh, and so, so here we are, six years later. I 
like I, I have that chip on my shoulder that like I belong here. Um, it's not like a, Hey, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is a, it, it's a win-win for me or like, there's no, there's no like, there's no consolation prize for me. Right. You know, like, uh, Oh, you tried hard kind of a thing. It's like, no, I freaking, I freaking bust my butt for six years to get back to this moment. Um, and since I, I re-signed with Sucker Punch uh, and started working directly with Brian Butler um, a month ago, I, I haven't drank a beer, uh, I haven't eaten a cookie, just because, just because I, I had a feeling. You know, right. my wife's praying uh, about an opportunity for us. You know, we're selling a house. We're, we're, we bought some land. We're trying to build a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. But, but you know, if my, my, my partner tells me, you know, fortune favors the prepared. And, and, and there are no excuses as to like, am I coming off the couch? No, I'm, I'm not. I ran 60 miles in the month of April. And, uh, in, uh, you know, in May we were able to start opening back up for the gym. I was, I was back in, I was training the whole time still with, uh, with a select group of guys. I was able to still get some work in. So it's not like a 11 days notice kind of a thing for me. I'm not coming off the couch. I'm actually 147 pounds, uh, which is only 11 pounds away from my, uh, my weigh-in weight. And I've got a whole week to go. So I've never been this low in a, you know, this close in a weight cut ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've got energy, I've got spunk. Uh, so you know, there are no, like, there are no consolation prizes. Um, anyway, to answer your original question is like, I feel great. And awesome. uh, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going to go shock a few people is what I feel like. I feel like I'm going to go put, I'm going to go uh, test, uh, test Jack Shore's will, you know, and, and his skill um, next Wednesday. So, put a one instead of a zero there. That's right, man. That's right. Uh, speaking of uh, your gym, I, I want to talk to you about, you know, we've talked about you as a fighter, but I want to talk about you as an instructor and as a gym owner. And, you know, what is, uh, first of all, what was it like opening up your own gym and, and the process and I guess the learning curve and the things you had to kind of pick up along the way? And secondly, uh, your teaching style. I'm genuinely curious. We've interviewed a bunch of different coaches from the most old school there is with Pedro Hizzo to, to Steven himself to, to Sean Mann with EFT. And everyone kind of has differences in philosophies. I'm genuinely curious, what, what, what's yours uh, in, with regard to teaching? And I guess, what's it like owning the gym in addition to being one of the instructors? Yeah. So, so we have a uh, moniker uh, that, that we go by at uh, Head Kicks. And uh, we always strive to represent the fight, uh, which stands for family, integrity, God in the center, humility, and teamwork. Uh, we, 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 we instill that in the kids. Um, our, our kick fit is our fitness programs, kickboxing, boot camp. Uh, we have Muay Thai, we have Jiu-Jitsu, and we have a fight team. Uh, we have personal training Lafayette. That's one of our uh, personal training brands. So, so we, we have a large scale like operation. Uh, we have a large family. So like, I, I say that because it's like, it's a community effort. You know, that's, that's what I want. Like if I never would have got back to the UFC, like I would not have been okay with it. Uh, but I do have a lot of other good stuff going on 
you know, as well. Like there, there's a lot of great people in my life right now. And uh, my, my, my son, Hosea, he does ninja class. He's four. Uh, Esther just started ninja class. Like I said, she's about to be two, you know? So, um, so it's like, there's a lot of good stuff going on. There's a lot of good people in my life. Um, but it has taken us five years to get there too. It was, Hosea was born two weeks after we opened up the gym and like, man, it's a lot of pressures of business owning. It cost us so much more than, than what we thought it was going to initially. Um, yeah, it, it just, you know, it, 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 it's, it's like, it's a relationship game, but it's, it's a business at the same time. And, and, and then I've got to watch out for me to make sure like I'm healthy and, and can train to the capacity that I need to, to, you know, to jump on a fight Island opportunity like this. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts um and it's not like balancing life you know like like uh like something's on this side or i want to balance family time versus gym time or something like that it's like it's more like the harmony of life like everything is moving around you and it's just a matter of like can you juggle it at the same time and and the person with the the, the best the, the the person with the best harmony in life can juggle not two or three, but four or five or six. And then the other person that's even better can juggle all that while on a unicycle. And then the better person can juggle all that while, while the bowling pins are on fire, you know? So it's like, there will never be a time where there's not a bowling pin, another one, you know, or something. Right. It's like, I've, I've just come to understand that this is the new normal of uh of business ownership of of uh of fighting at the at the high level what it costs me um and uh, what i'm willing there's some things that i'm willing to sacrifice for it and some things that i'm not um and my family is not one of them um and, and so yeah it, it, it's definitely been interesting and, and that's that's one of the things that like that when we get in there with jack shore like i am the most motivated man to to make to make a difference in the in the lives of my family and my children uh like i said want to build a house and everything and this is everything that we've prayed for um so to say it's been easy would be would not do it justice uh and and i take that as fuel to my fire uh like i said with my chip to the shoulder chip on my shoulder as well so so there's a lot riding on this for me and uh Man, yeah, it has been a lot. I think your original question was about the business and everything, and, and we have a lot of, we have a lot of, you know, yeah. I think it's like like, like fitness. We have, we, have, we have a bunch of people that just do kickboxing, just do uh, you know, boot camp, and uh, we're running a Biggest Loser Challenge right now. We're running a Ultimate Fitness Coach Challenge right now. We've got five guest coaches that come in and do things. So I'm I'm helping coordinate these things. Like I'm running, I'm getting a new videographer. My videographer got a full time job in Miami. So like, uh, like I'm getting new, I'm running a videographer challenge. I'm doing these things while in Abu Dhabi, but that's just what it is. Like that's just the new, that's what I've been doing for the last five years. You know, if you go watch, if you go watch the pre, all the fights that I, all the previous fights that I fought, um, starting with Andy Brosette, like I was the, I was the main event. Right. Mm -hmm. But I cornered, I cornered four guys before me on all those cards, my teammates, 
And it's like, people would ask me like, dude, you're crazy. How do you do that? Uh, and it's like, even, even my main event fight, the last one against Franca, uh, the, the, you know, the, the biggest one yet, like I cornered four guys before me. And it's like, because, because I knew that there would come a day that this would be necessary, that, that the stress and the pressure of it would, I would have to be strong enough to not let it get to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, I honestly feel like that's what those things have, uh, have done for me. So yeah, it's all good. That's awesome. And it, it, you're, you, it, this is clearly like, this is the moment for you. So, uh, like the um, sun's right in Abu Dhabi. Holy crap. That is, <laughs> that is crazy. I'll take you out on the balcony. My, my cornerman got a better room than I did. Or, <laughs> not a better room, but like, I, I chose this room. It's my, it's my fault. I chose this room, but they got a better view for sure. They can see the racetrack. But anyway, the racetrack's out there. Uh, they can see the, the, uh, the Ferrari logo and everything, the Ferrari gym. I can't see that, uh, that place. But, uh, but I, there's a yacht over there. That, or that, that's the marina. So uh, I, I just – I did a – I did get a sail to go, uh, so uh, so I, I, I took the family sailing. So so I can appreciate the uh, the marina here, but but I definitely won't uh, won't qualify for this yacht club over here. <laughs> you need slightly slightly different uh, earn, earning class, I feel like than, than yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess the the last question I, I really have is actually because you brought up how you know your kids are training and your daughter's a little bit younger than my son actually i want to teach my kid i want to get him involved in jiu-jitsu assuming he wants to he's uh got a lot of energy for to put it very lightly uh what would you recommend to how would you recommend that i would i guess start teaching him jiu-jitsu so you how long you've been training i've been training for oh my god it's nine years almost that's great. You got to be your brown belt, black belt. I wish. Um, I'm still purple, four stripe, but uh, I had to, unfortunately, between the ACL and uh, some head issues, unfortunately, I had to take off about three and a half, four years of that nine years. So. Okay. Gotcha. Understand. Yeah. Understand. So I'll get to brown. I'll get to brown. <laughs> no doubt. It. I think you'll get to black too. Yeah. That's, uh, hopefully, you know. Uh, so, so, so I would recommend them just to learn by watching, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, uh, maybe my situation is different because I'm, I'm, I own the gym and I'm at the gym all the time. But when we start kids at three years old and, uh, when my son was three, like we didn't, we didn't ask him if he wanted to start doing ninja class, mm-hmm. like, or maybe we did and maybe he just wasn't ready. But at three and a half, I popped up one day in class and he was on a mark. And it was like, all right, here we go. And then, and then since then, he has never stopped training Monday through Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, kickboxing. Tuesday, Thursday, jujitsu. Uh, and he, and we even, he even tried uh, – our, our kickboxing class starts at five years old. So they go five to seven years old. So he's, he's in that class. Uh, with five, six, and seven years old, and he just turned four. Um, but he is like one of the – he is a leader in class, undoubtedly. Uh, and I have – I have, I think early on, I, I like maybe put a little bit of pressure on, like if he was out of line, I like put him in timeout. 
and it crushed me. I like, I, I, I looked at, I, I, I could tell I was a little bit too hard on them. And, um, and then I made sure never not to do that. I don't want to say never because I'm still improving, but, uh, but he just loves it, man. And it's like, if he were to come and say, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't want to do ninja class today. Like that's totally fine. He can just take a break. But the only times he's ever said that was when like he was at a friend's house and did a water slide all day long. And he's just like half asleep on the car while on the car ride, you know? So like, it's really just a blessing that like he gets to see me do it. The other day he asked me he, last week, he asked me one, when he could start teaching the little kids class. And I was like, well, Jose, you're still in the little kids class. Uh, so <laughs> you got another year, son, before you get, before you get out of this class for one. Uh, and then a few days later, he asked me when he can fight. So, uh, like, I was like, you mean get in the cage? We have a cage at the gym. I was like, you mean get in the cage and, uh, and actually fight? Like, okay. Um, and then Esther, Esther started a lot sooner just because, because Jose is in class every day and she just wants to be like him, you know? So right. I, there, I, I've never seen, I, I've been teaching martial arts a long time. Like I said, since I was like 12, 13 years old. And, uh, I've never seen a two year old and she's not two yet literally do a whole ninja class like she does like spider kids spider hands shark swim alligator hug you know neon belly like she will do it uh and she's only gotten to that about four weeks now she's only been in ninja class but i've never seen it happen and uh, it's like you know what I, like they have the rest of their lives to do it so i just want them to have fun and um, it's not as serious for them. Uh, like they're they're great leaders in class, or Jose is a great leader in class. Um, so so I don't know. Being that our situation is a little bit different, like like I know you, there's going to be a set time where you're going to say like, okay, I need to I need to bring him to class because this is your class. What's your son's name? Uh, his name is Daniel. Daniel, like like that's going to be Daniel's time slot, you know, and you're not going to be in it, you know, or maybe 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 you are, you know, maybe that's maybe that's one of the things that, that, that you need to think about if like, if, 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 if you can fit that in the schedule to where like, you're just like, you're not his coach, but like you're everybody's coach. And like, if he wants to come to you, that's cool. Like, and that's, that's y'all moment. But I will like him on the mats and her Esther on the mats is like, like the bright, the bright sunshine of my day. I mean, I, I love, like, I, I use this quote, like, uh, like training is my uh, journey, but teaching is my joy because like, I just love teaching adults, kids and uh, you know, everybody, but my, but my kids are like, this is their, their golden years, you know? So it's like, it's like a magical class, magical moment every single time they're, they're on, uh, on the mat. So, so you've got some great, great years ahead of you. Uh, but, but I would probably say if there's a way for you to get on the mats in their class, mm -hmm. that's what I would, that's what I would try to figure out how, to, how that could happen. Uh, I, I want to get some mats for my apartment. Uh, maybe start, um, my wife said she wants to start training finally five years ago. Okay. So yeah. uh, that's the plan. It, it took, it took quarantine to get it, but we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> we got there in the end. Um, yeah. Before we go, I, I definitely want you to, you know, shout out your gym and shout out everything. Tell us, tell everyone where to find you, Instagram, Twitter, uh, plug anything you want to plug, any sponsors you have, feel free to, you know, shout them out. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, my, my academy is Head Kicks Mixed Martial Arts in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, you know, my accountant, Kurt uh, P. Arsimal, and I, we are partners in that. Uh, my wife is there right now working on things. Um, we've got to, I want to, I want to thank all my coaches that are stepping up to the plate while like literally on, you know, no notice, uh, to, to, to fill in the gaps and as well as some students are stepping up in some, some spots to, to be coach now. Um, so, so I couldn't be more thankful for them. I want to shout out to, uh, Mr. Tony, uh, Mr. Tony said, be like water, but turn the heat up. So, uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to do next weekend. All right. Or next, uh, next Wednesday. Um, and, 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 uh, I, I want to shout out to my wife. She's amazing. Charity Marie Phillips. She's, she's the best, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's, this is all, uh, I, I was, I was going to propose, uh, when I lost, uh, in Oklahoma in my UFC fight to Matt Hobar, mm-hmm. we had set up with the UFC, uh, brass, um, that I was going to propose after I was so confident I was going to win that I was, that we had set up that I was going to propose to, to charity, um, at, you know, on, on stage in the, in the octagon and everything. And, uh, and so that didn't happen. I didn't win. And, 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 um, you know, I didn't ask for the mic or anything like that afterwards. Uh, so that, that wasn't our moment. Um, so like that, that whole, that, that goes to the whole chip on my shoulder thing. Like, like it's more than just me, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that deserve a lot of recognition. Um, so her being probably first and foremost, um, and then there's been, a, there's just a couple sponsors, uh, Mike Trahan with Process Piping, Morris Hankins with, um, General Fabricators that, that have literally had my six for the last, since, since, uh, you know, since before the UFC days, since, since before the very, they're, they're all my shorts from the very first, uh, UFC fight. Um, mm-hmm. so, or even, even probably since like fight two of my career, they've been there, you know, something like that. Um. And then uh, my, my guy, Brady Gotro with uh, Brim's AC. He hooks us all up at the gym, uh, keeps, us, keeps us nice and fresh at head kicks. But, uh, uh, yeah, so other than that, man, I, you know, I couldn't be more thankful. And, and, and my guy, Brian Butler at Sucker Punch, he is, like, this guy, the communication and the effort that he has put in for me on my behalf um, to, get me, to give me this opportunity is, uh, you know, second to none. So, Best manager in the game with Sucker Punch. Well, Aaron, uh, the former model Phillips, thank you so much for joining me uh, to, tonight, this morning. Uh, it absolutely was a pleasure. I, I really enjoyed it. It was great to pick your brain a little bit on uh, your career and your style and everything like that, your coaching. Uh, thank you for the advice on how to teach, start teaching uh, or you know, attempt to see if my kids are interested, I guess. And if they are, hopefully get to, to have my own uh, children train and learn with me. Um, before we go, I wanted to also shout out to Fight Site. Uh, make sure you check us out. Fight Site on Patreon. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. All of that stuff really does help out. Uh, uh, if you happen to be able to afford it, and if you're able to, I know things are a little bit difficult for a lot of people right now. There's uh, our sponsor, hyperflybrand.com. At the bottom of the page on the fight site, click that link. It'll take you to their site. Really great stuff for jujitsu, both gi and no gi. Lifestyle stuff like sweatpants, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Really, really good stuff. Uh, very high quality. Go check them out. And also check out the fight site shop. Uh, we've posted links on the Twitter. Make sure you check us out there. Um, it really does help us when you, uh, if you can afford to and can 
uh, share that with your friends. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you online? Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that earlier. So, uh, <laughs> uh, headkicks underscore MMA on uh, Instagram and on uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm like just getting back on Twitter, like with this whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of chron chronicling this whole crazy trip, you know, uh, both on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. And then Headkicks Mixed Martial Arts and Fitness Club is uh, where we're at on Facebook. Um, and I want to give give you a shout out, man. I've done quite a few interviews uh, since since Vegas had like over the last, you know, since the phone call. And this has been like the most educated and fun one. Uh, I mean, it's definitely been the longest one, so we could talk about a lot of things. But uh, it's it's cool that you're like training and you know like you 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 you're knowledgeable about the game and everything so i enjoyed uh i enjoyed i enjoyed it it's all good really appreciate that thank you that, that um it's good to hear that <laughs> um yeah the, the before i sign off yeah that's generally what if you know people have the time i i really prefer longer interviews because those little five ten minute interviews you don't really get a feel for the fighter's personality one you don't get to talk about things they might want to talk about, their story, their life, uh, things they're doing outside of fighting. And also you don't really get to talk about details in their fight game and their thoughts on that. That's why I prefer long form interviews. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you again for joining me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the stop recording button just because I know Zoom was a, can be a little bit uh, 